Hey you, Nina here. You are officially listening to Triggered Can We Play With That wherever you get your podcasts. You might also be watching us on YouTube. Hey! And just so everybody knows, just in case you're catching this episode on time, Wednesday, March 29th, when it goes out today from 1 to 2 p.m., we have the Empowered Human Live, first one of 2023, folks. Get there if you are ready to explore powered versus empowered. Here's what I mean by that. This whole show... (laughs) A lot of my work, the core of it, is really being able to help people recognize what it is to actually exist as an empowered individual. And so the way that we explore this and make this known is we say, well, hey, can you tell me the difference between powered and empowered? So in a nutshell, in this episode, we are going to be exploring powered versus empowered with very specific identity pieces. Today, we're going to be exploring queer identity. We're going to be exploring uh, marriage. We're going to be exploring what are some other pieces, possible betrayal, hiding identity. All of these pieces are going to be coming up in today's episode. But when we talk about powered versus empowered, I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell before the episode even really gets going. So get out your journals now or a really good friend to dialogue with about what comes up for you in this episode, because right now I'm about to drop you some knowledge. Powered versus empowered works like this. In a powered dynamic, somebody is always right and somebody is always wrong. In a powered dynamic, we say, if you disagree with me, if you are not here agreeing with me and my ideas and my truth, then you must surely be against me. And you know what? I'm willing to minimize, misrepresent, or outright reject you if you cannot get on the same page with me. That is a powered dynamic, okay? In an empowered dynamic, we say that multiple truths can exist. We honor the fact that there are, in fact, multiple ways of existing in this world, multiple truths that can exist at the same time, even if they are seemingly not able to exist, they can exist at the same time. And when we think about empowered ways of engaging, this says, you know what? I understand that you can believe what you believe, even if I don't believe the same thing. I am not going to say that it's okay for me to minimize, misrepresent, or outright reject you. This is the basis of all powered versus empowered engagement. So now that you've got that little nuggets in your brain, are we ready to play? (laughs) Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. So we always start every episode with a story. And today's episode will be no different. You've already reviewed your powered versus empowered engagement. So I know you're ready to explore a little bit more. And I hope that we are expressing to you that the purpose of Triggered Can We Play With That is for you to be able to explore transforming hard conversations into teachable moments, okay? This episode is going to be very nuanced. 
if you are leaning into your edge and exploring marriage, divorce, queer identity, uh, hidden truths, all of that, this episode's going to be great for you. If you find those things so triggering that you cannot possibly listen to them, this may not be the episode for you. And that's okay. Maybe I'll see you in the next one. This story in particular is also going to be about my story. It is going to feature a facet of my life and how, hey, hey, as the neuro neurodivergent, excuse me, individual that I am, how I experience things in the world and how I survive these experiences. And so I'm offering you tools, folks. You take what works for you and you run with that. If it doesn't work for you, trash it, throw it away, right? It doesn't work for you. If you're like, this might work for me, if I shift it a little bit, then fantastic. Here it is. There's my offering to you. Take it, make it yours, and then move forward with it on your own path. Again, if you move forward now, you're consenting to listen in, but otherwise it's okay to exit. Let's take another breath in. The trigger in today's story for me, speaking from a personal space, was hidden truths. And when I think about what I would title this story, I would title it betrayal and consent. The story goes like this. I was sitting at a table with my ex-husband, who in this case we will call Clyde. Clyde was sitting there at the table. This is after we'd asked, um, I'd asked him for a divorce and we were in the process and uh, they were sitting at the dinner table and Clyde is eating some hot wings and I'm eating something for dinner. And we're sitting in the dark, essentially, and the, the kitchen light is streaming in on us. It's on his back and we're sitting there and I say, you know, I want to share with you that I'm going to start dating. And, you know, a man of few words says nothing. And I say, and I, I, I want this to not be a surprise that I will be dating again, men and women or people along the human spectrum. And uh, that is just that. I don't want us to be surprised that that's always been a part of me and that will continue to be a part of me. And so because I, just for everyone out there, right, labeling wise, if you were to throw me in any category, probably maybe pansexual would be the closest thing at this point. But in this moment, I am expressing and owning a truth that is my identity that is actually not a secret at this point. The next part of the story is what I want us to lean into and explore because it's my response to the next part of the story that I want us to really focus on. After I share this, it's no surprise here, right? Moment goes off without a hitch. And then Clyde says, without any fanfare at all, that he's attracted to men. And now I want to be clear for everybody who was not in my marriage, which is literally everybody except me. This was unknown to me. Even though I had asked explicitly before we were married, I had asked while we were married, did they want an extra partner? Did they need to explore? Did they need time to separate so that they could, you know, explore different parts of themselves that maybe they hadn't. I was always told, no, it wasn't a thing. And only after I have asked for a divorce and now explicitly said, I'm going to be dating again, does Clyde now for some reason decide it is the time to share that they are interested in men. So if I pause the story here, I want you to check in with yourself already, because this is really what this is about. What are you noticing happening in your body, in my chest? 
I have this sort of warm heat and it's sort of almost like, like it's rolling and it's warmth going up through my neck into my cheeks. It is not odd to me that one queer individual would find another queer individual. And in that moment, if we're to unpause this and play the story, in that moment, I am sitting there across from someone I care very deeply about and notice what happens in my body at that time in that moment was stillness, openness, what we refer to in the empowered community as true neutrality, which means it is a space for possibility, not for avoiding truths but a space of openness and possibility. And so here I am sitting in this open space and I'm listening and I think to myself, I remember thinking the thought, tread softly, Nina. This is vulnerable territory. He has never shared this with you before. And that is exactly what I did. I listened. I asked a few clarifying questions just about his own experience with it. And how he was looking forward to it and exploring that. And uh, I'm not going to tell you any of those responses because that's not actually what this story is about. The first thing I want you to note for yourselves in your journals with your friends when you have this conversation is how did Nina respond in that moment with true neutrality, which is a space of openness and a space of possibility. I could hold space for his truth which was a courageous truth. And I want you to ask yourself how you think you would have responded or if you've been in this situation, how you have responded. And what I want you to ask yourself is, did your response feel intentional or did it feel like it was emotional hijacking? I want you to think on that, but I'm going to keep going because more to the story exists. Again, I wanted us to focus on my response to this moment. So that was the first initial response I had, right? True neutrality, openness. After we had wrapped that conversation, I disappeared off into my own world and I texted a friend because what was starting to come up in me was much bigger and much older than this moment. Now, for all of you who've been listening, what is a trigger? Triggered reactions to the present, right? Are things that are actually bigger and older than this moment. So what I start to notice is fear, cold fear creeps into my chest and it creeps across my shoulders and it, it like with little fingers crawls up to the top of my head. And I hear this thought and the thought is, Nina, what if you were just a cover? What if he never loved you? What if he was using you? This whole time he lied to you, that's a betrayal. And so these are the things that are swirling in my head and I'm texting my friend and I'm like, I've got to talk to you, have time because I need to talk. Y'all know where your funnels are. You got to let this stuff out. If you do not express your emotions, they will express you. But I digress, let's keep going. So I am sitting with these thoughts and these feelings, and I am aware that they are bigger and older than this moment. But if I am not careful, and here is what I really want you to be thinking about, folks. If you are not careful, you will enmesh your reactionary feelings about things that are actually bigger and older than this moment with what is actually present in this moment and potentially somebody else's lived experience. Here is what I mean by that. I had two different emotional experiences responding to two different parts 
of this one moment. In the first moment, out of response to hearing that my right husband at the time was also somewhere in the queer spectrum, it was, I totally understand how you could have kept that from me. I totally understand, not even kept that from me. I want to rephrase that. I totally understand how you could have kept that from yourself. I totally understand in the world that we live in, how you could have not felt safe to share that with me. And that makes sense in some way, shape or form that this was so vulnerable to you. Even if I was supportive, even if I would have supported you, even if I would have said, go do your own thing, that it still felt so, so scary or threatening that you did not feel comfortable to share it until that moment. That is one piece where I can actually validate and honor this other human being's identity, a facet of their identity, of their human existence. It's really important, y'all. At the same time, here's the second reaction right now to this moment. This is now fears that have popped up, not related to this person's identity, but to the fact that I had asked about this and they had lied about it. And what this then allowed to sit with me is I felt like I was betrayed. I felt of all the people that you should have been able to tell this to in the world, wouldn't it have been your wife, right? Now, of course, these are my stories, right? These are the things that I'm telling myself in this moment. And I think one of the biggest fears that I had that was so, so triggering about this was actually not that my partner was also queer, but that. What if they had used me without my consent? And that just about broke my heart. Now, I want to be really clear as we come to the, just the wrapping up of this story and we move on to, to, to more of the psychoeducation around this and the exploration of triggers and feelings around this. I want to be really clear that I genuinely feel Clyde's sharing was vulnerable. Even if Clyde says, oh, no, I changed my mind. That's, that was just a thing. It, it doesn't matter. This isn't about Clyde. This is about my real experience of this. And it was courageous to share what he did. At the same time that it was also real, my fears around being used or betrayed uh, and used without my consent, right? There is nuance here. And this is why I said this episode is nuanced. At the same time that I need to tend to my feelings, what I don't need is to believe something that does not serve me or to cast a story on Clyde that doesn't necessarily exist. My biggest fear in all of this and what I then had to take into my own therapy so that I could give myself closure on this was after three years and a house and a baby, then he shares this, even after we'd asked, I don't want to feel used, even if I was. Now, how do I deal with this? In an empowered world, get out your notebooks if you don't have them yet. In an empowered world, one of the first things that we look for of the trifecta of things that we are trying to do is transparency. Can I be transparent about what's happening with me? And what's happening in the situation? And the answer was yes. 
right? At the same time that I could say, I love that you're sharing who you are. And also I am curious if you betrayed me. I'm curious if you used me without my consent. And I'm not going to give you any answers to this folks, because I don't want you to focus on that. I want you to focus on listening in to your truths and being able to handle them because transparency is the first one. I hope you wrote that down. Are you ready for the next one? Responsibility. If you are wanting to have more control over an empowered world and really be able to say that you are moving it into an empowered space, transparency is the first step. Responsibility is the next one. Responsibility is your ability to control what you can control, your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own behaviors, at least how you relate to them and how you are um, defining them for you, right? Your responsibility is you. So no, in this moment, right? I'm not going to cast this on Clyde. I have a responsibility to myself now to get stable, to figure out what's working for me, what's not. If you make it to the next step, the third step is accountability. Accountability is the choice, the willingness and choice and capacity to be able to hold your truths as a part of a system and understand that you are a part of systems and you are always a part of systems, folks. And so in this case, we have the marriage system. And my accountability to that was to be able to ask those questions and to be able to hold space at the same time that I needed to be responsible for the feelings I was feeling and could even ask Clyde about those things at the same time that I could be transparent about all these things. So in a nutshell, again, transparency, responsibility, accountability in that order <laughs> is one of my offerings to you. But of the many lessons that we could take from today, and I hope that you are really taking away the nuance of human to human interaction and engagement, you can choose to engage in a powered way where you minimize, misrepresent, and outright reject. I could have done those things to Clyde. Absolutely. And I would have felt like S-H-I-T, I would have. I live an empowered life as a choice. It doesn't mean that I don't hold myself responsible. And it doesn't mean that I don't hold myself and others accountable for their choices. That's a big one, folks. So of the many lessons you could have taken from here, here is one in particular that I want to offer you. It is this. Courageous existence comes at a price. My invitation to you is to embrace the many facets of your individual culture. You're so freaking unique. You are so unique. Yes, you are that special snowflake. And I am okay with saying that. You deserve to be loved as you are. You don't exist to make other people comfortable. You shouldn't have to change to make other people feel more comfortable. And mind you, I'm not saying go out into a space where you would be in danger because of your identities, just so we're clear. What I am saying is you within you, your internal world, you deserve to be loved as you are for everything that you are. So my adventure challenge to you, hearing the nuance of the situation, Hearing the transparency, responsibility, and accountability are incredibly important if we're going to move from powered to empowered engagement where I don't carry the weight of this moment. I'm processing and have processed and probably will continue to process because I don't have all of the answers that I would hope I would have. 
But my adventure challenge to you is this. I want you to lean in just in your relationship with yourself. And I want you to lean in and ask yourself, what is one facet of your identity that you may be busy hiding from others or maybe even from yourself? Just one. And if you lean in, which is courageous, just to even think about what you might be hiding from yourself and might be hiding from others. If you are willing to accept this adventure challenge, know that I am sending you so much freaking love, so much compassion, because courageous existence comes at a price. Now, if you ask me, I would say the price is definitely worth it. We finally got the quote right from the last episode where I stumbled all over it, right? The price is high, but the reward is great. That would be my Angelou folks. Belonging to yourself, the price is high, the reward is great. So that is what I have to offer you from today. Um, for those of you who are like, okay, well now what do you want me to do with that, Nina? What, what, what am I doing? I'm hiding it from myself. I'm hiding it from others. Leaning. If you don't know where the leaning continuum is, um, I will have us uh, put it in the show notes for you. Lean in. There are five steps to it. It's super easy. Um, and it allows you to explore redefining your relationship with something. You deserve to shine as the vibrant individual. You are all the facets of who you are. You deserve to have that. And so even without context, right? I take this with a grain of salt. Um, there is so much more to life than living out of a box. Please be willing to unbox yourself at your own rate, at your own pace. But yes, you deserve it. And so do the people around you. So that is what I planned for today, folks. Thank you so much for being willing to explore your triggers as a human being. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Trigger, can we play with that? please leave us a five-star review and explicitly say which episode it was that actually you know rings true or resonates with you. If you're like, oh my gosh, I want to share this, please do. That's how we get the dialogue going. It's also how we build empowered human community. And reminder, we will be having that today. <laughs> RSVP at the link in my Instagram bio. We'll also have it in the show notes. Um, for you to come to Empowered Human Life, we'll explore the empowerment spectrum. We'll explore what it means to rehumanize humanity. And when I say that, I'm talking about the humanity within me, the humanity within you, and then humanity at large. We're not going to start with a dominant group narrative. I want to start with you and your individual culture and the facets that make you so beautifully unique. We need you. We need you to show up as everything that you are. And so this is me getting down off my soapbox <laughs> and sending you so much love for those of you who are daring to be divergent as you are daring to courageously exist as you are to heal from invalidation and daring to truly belong to yourself as you are. Thanks so much for being here with me. This is Nina out.